our band like me kirk and tim hit on something where the three of us hmm. i have these like simple singer songwriter songs right nothing simple about them uh but the, <laughs> to me they are they're like simple but we all three of us kind of have a, a similarity in our personality and in our spiritual quest like what we're looking for out of life just almost demanding that's how we play together. So the three of us, it got very intense. And my songs would take this, like, sharp 180 turn and then, boom, 90 degree. And then all of a sudden, it's like in this complete stratosphere, right? And I wouldn't call it jazz. I wouldn't call it, you know, just improv either. No, yeah. none, none of it. It was just this, it was a landscape. 
Now, to explain, he did that a lot. Like with a lot of people he played with, he would bring that out. check out there's Jonathan Freelich recordings there's stuff with James Singleton there's some um, just free improv with um, what's the guy it's like some um, Pakistani music maybe who's that guy he played with oh yeah I can't remember his name yeah he was totally over the top oh so free it was beautiful mm. oh man this guy he was like Tim was always like obsessed with him mm-hmm. it was amazing he did a couple of gigs I think one mm-hmm. of the gigs he went to do with him in New York something happened to his instrument and mm-hmm. Tim freaked out mm-hmm. ah. there's a lot of and then he worked he worked with so many people, Cyril Neville, he would do the you know, yeah. reggae thing with the up, uh, Uptown All-Stars. And, but I think you can kind of go, my point is that you can almost pick up any recording, yeah, and you'll hear there's a... Distinction. Yeah, there's a tone, <clears throat> yeah. that there's an approach that's very Coltrane about it, but it's also, it has almost more angst. Mm. Uh, and... and uh, there's a fe- fever pitch inside the tone that's always there. That's he was saying the passion and the the energy that he played with. Yeah. It was a determination. He would sometimes wait in a solo section. It was his solo. He would wait and there'd be nothing. Yeah. Would just groove and Kirk would be. Like, <laughs> 
and I'm, and we're just rolling and rolling and waiting for it to come in. And he's like, and then all of a sudden, there's a dissonant note, like 40 seconds in or 30 seconds. And we're like, yes, come on. Everybody's going crazy, and I'm just, just everybody's going crazy, and I'm just, just. Tim Green, yeah. you know, he would. We landed in Chicago once. There's a snowstorm, minus ten, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh God, uh, I might need to stop at the yes. gas station to get shoes." <laughs> <laughs> he had sandals. <laughs> yeah, he kept on his sandals. It was all he wore. Because yeah, we, we landed in we landed in Chicago, mm -hmm. and we had to drive to Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, and somewhere along that route. Tim finally figured out he had to give us some I gotta get shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, humble man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. And always, you know, very grateful for where he was. And yeah. Even if he's like, he had, you know, a couple of drinks in him and he started, it was still with so much humility, you know. It always stayed really close to. Uh, you know, being respectful and, and courteous and all these things. Yeah. I don't know many people that can maintain that. But we, yeah, we we really had a blessed time playing together. Oh yeah, it was so beautiful. It was yeah, 13 it was, years. We just, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was we, like, there was every song he mm -hmm. says is nothing, but his songs are great songs. But he's also such a great player with somebody Anders now. Mm -hmm. But just with that element. Mm -hmm. What I've done, and then when Tim on top of it, and yeah. obviously it didn't matter which drum, Johnny Madakovich, yeah, whoever it may have been, you know, um, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, it was almost scary. Yeah, because all the songs that may had the same words in the lyrics that would come across, so he was even do that differently sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when it came to the music element, it was like, dude, did I have you in my bloodline? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, things just happened like spontaneous. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. We were like one unit. Yeah. yeah it it like, definitely became this one thing. It was almost just. It was ridiculous. I mean, for me, it was. It was scary to think, but it was so beautiful. Yeah. So, but this is what you look for. Mm hmm. As as an artist, yeah. any person deep down inside, that's what you want. Yeah. And I think a lot of listeners want that. Mm hmm. Besides those. On commercial videos, yeah, and, yeah. You know, we were like, yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, yeah. um, the true music, yeah. But just from day one, it's mm -hmm. just man. Because when I started, Tim wasn't there. I think I did um, two years yep. or three, and then you know, Tim came aboard, and then it was like, okay, it changed go. everything. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. yeah, we really like we were a three piece, and then he came on. Or? Yeah, we no, we had a different band. It was a trombone player, a different drummer, fiddle player. Like, we, you know, we played around with a few different things. Yeah. Kirk was my bass player for, you know, several years before. But then when Tim came in, we would have all these different drummers. And it just, it was always a four-piece. But it was, the three of us were the, the steady, yeah. yeah. We yeah. were the, you know, for 10, 12, 13 years, whatever it was. We always seemed to have this thing where it's like, <laughs> almost like it was... Reckless. It was on the verge of like falling apart all the time, but it never did. It always just. It, it was remarkable. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting chills. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I sometimes when I have my moments, yeah, not be with Anders mm -hmm. as far as playing anymore, uh, present date anyway. But 
I, I reached back for those days, and I can't help but think of Tim too. Yeah. Mm. Just how because there's friends that we have. Yeah. He used to allow people to tape. Yeah. You know, so a lot of them send us these recordings. Yeah. And sometimes I would get them and just listen to them. Like, did that really freaking happen? Yeah. Now, the same song that was recorded the day before the next one, <laughs> you wouldn't even think it's the same song yeah. unless yeah. you were just listening to the lyrics. Yeah. And kind of some of the groove, but where it would go. Yeah. yeah. And people were not making this up. You can look in there, there's all kinds of music <laughs> and with Tim and I, and he does it with his own thing too, but mm. that particular setting of cats, <laughs> check it out. It was it was pretty amazing. <laughs> but yeah. We started to get all these Grateful Dead fans. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say a, a ton of them, but there was like, you guys are like the closest thing to Grateful Dead around here. This Jerry. is weird. This is weird. <laughs> like you go so out. We're like actually we doesn't feel like we're out. <laughs> that was kind of the weird thing. We felt like we were right in the center of something the right. whole time, yeah. which I think is when you really find people that you love deeply and you get to play with them. Because it was a personal, we loved each other. Yeah. And we still do, you know what I mean? There's a thing that my kids still always like, oh, have you talked to Kirk? How's Uncle Kirk doing? You know. And, it, and it's been Big 10 Joe years. Gum, you know, yeah. yeah. And it was a very deep connection we had. And so the music always had this, it was on rails. So no matter where other people thought we were, we were on rails. We were like on the tracks. We were like, yeah, we're totally great. But there's no meter anymore. I'm going, great. But the thing about it, we would go. Mm -hmm. And we would always come back. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, and sometimes people would just go and go. And all depending on Anders a lot of times, too. Because yeah. if you want it, like, but, but it had no, we had no problem coming back. Yeah. But we just went. But like I say, every night it was different. Mm. And you can, like I say, you can archive, look into Anders Osborne, archive with the tapers. Okay, I'll do that. I'll, I'm I'll serious. Put some into the show. Yeah, I mean, I find some out stuff where, where you hear a lot of Tim. There's some great stuff at Rock and Bowl where he's just, you know, these people are like going, what the hell? You know, <laughs> yeah, you above the eight by ten, eight by ten above. That's on AndersOsborne.com. There's probably sites. I don't know where they go, but okay. there's all uh, kinds of yeah. Dark web. Deep yeah, yeah. Going to that dark yeah. place. Searches. Yeah. yeah. Who's ever listening and you know who we're talking about, you need to get in touch with Charlie, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Music at wrbh.org. Yeah. There you go. Cool. But yeah, so um, you want to hear more about Tim? Yeah, please. All right. So yeah, so Tim would do things that, you know, first <laughs> session we did, I would get a postcard where he <laughs> graciously, you know, he's like, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the opportunity to be on this session. Like, blah, 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 you know, and a really heartfelt, genuine little postcard. And I'm like, who's this cat? <laughs> Most cat would go, dude, man, I need more money than that. <laughs> Especially from New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> New Orleans, they call you five minutes before the session and go, dude, Ann, this has happened to me. It's a true story. What are we going to do, man? What are we going to do? I'm on the tarmac. I'm sitting up here in Newark. I'm on at the airport. I'm on the tarmac, and we got a session in New Orleans. What are we gonna do? I'm going. Well, we're gonna miss the session, I guess. I gotta get a different person. Well, what are we gonna do? I'm saying I. I don't know, man. I don't have an answer. That's a bummer. 
well, you know, my manager said I'm worth this much. Oh, and I went, oh, well, if you can make it here, I guess I can pay that. All right, see you in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's New Orleans. Yeah, but that's not Tim. That no, neither one of us. Because he comes from the Northeast, right? Connecticut, either Norfolk. He's up there. I talked to his sister a little bit, and it, yeah, but it, it was not very pretty up there. His childhood was not great. He struggled with a lot of stuff. I think he identified just like I do uh, as a New Orleanian. You know, this is where we got. Our, yeah, we mentally grew up here. We mentally got our education. We found our mentors, our heroes. Uh, our favorite restaurants and all the things that I think you create as a real community, not just a place you've moved to, but like that deep sense. Get into who you are. Yeah, it's every little fiber of who you are. Jim, I mean, Tim and I talked about that, that we both, you know, um, without having to come up with a reason, we both agree that, yeah, this this is where we're from. That's true. That's true. Like Bob Dylan said, I like a lot of places, but I like New Orleans better. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was glad, like I said, such as Anders and Tim, that yeah. they, they, they did come here. Because it, it was a lesson for me, uh, being a son of a musician who traveled the world, you know, saying that Nobis told me things of the world, you know, uh, growing up as a child. Not knowing that I would become a musician, yeah. but uh, you know, to have these encounters with my brothers, you know, such as Anders and Tim, uh, not physically here, but still is still a part of me. Um, it, it brings on the beauty of the lesson I was raised upon. You know that uh, you know there's people out there that that can connect with the way you feel and see things. Yeah, it's not just here. You know, it, is, it doesn't matter what color. Yeah. See. That's another thing, too. It's not about the color. It's about what you have spiritually inside of you. Because yeah. I thought he was from here. I didn't know. Really? Yeah. Oh, for years. I didn't know Tim was from wherever he was from. I didn't know. I thought he was from here. Hmm. I mean, I knew he talked different. His pronunciation, the way he pronounced things. I'm like, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. But I just figured he was just that. Articulated. That much, yeah, that's, yeah, right. <laughs> I, like, I just figured he was just that. Right. You know, that was just he, his way of being Yeah, because they do have those cat people yeah. here of New Orleans that, that talks that way. So yeah. I just figured you were just one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Until, like, yeah, know, yeah. we got in conversation. Took pride in being educated and, and yeah. you know. But he did the same stuff. I remember backstage, too. It would be because I used to love chaos. Backstage, like the more people, the better. Like, you know, yeah, who's got what? What are we doing? What's up here? Oh, yeah, good yeah. to see you, bro. <laughs> Tim was in quietly and he got me, booty, be bum, booty, be bum, yeah. And he just, they're like, what's up with this guy? What's up, Tim? He goes, hello, <laughs> just really focused on like, ow. And then I started to have different rules for a minute. I said, okay, nobody backstage. He goes, this is really nice, Anders. <laughs> he gives, never complained about it. No, no, he never no, did. No, no. But then he said, no. yes, it gives us time to focus and come together before the show. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Trying something new, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was very focused. He would drive forever. Oh, oh dude. He would drive forever. Oh, we had yeah. one problem. Me and him, we had one encounter that wasn't 
pretty cool. Oh, that's I, right. I got to share it. And I don't know. I, it, it just, I don't New Mexico somewhere. No, no, no. Just period. But maybe because that's just he was that kind of guy that always saved money and always was mindful. The responsible one? Yeah. Very but the, responsible. But the thing was with me. We built a road, right? And it happened at the, it, it could have been a perfect setting. It might have been New Mexico. It was in New Mexico. You remember? It was this, we were in the middle of, I know exactly so, where it was. Yeah, but like he said, he drove. Tim would get behind that wheel, dude, and he was like glued to the wheel. Yeah. The only time he got out that from that seat was to put gas in it. And drink so much coffee. I'm like, dude, you got to chill out, man. Yeah, but the thing was, you know, growing up like, you're going to learn things that's going to be different, and you yeah. got to be able to learn how to adapt. It's, but this this was one thing I, I couldn't understand with him. We were driving, and I kept talking to Doug Bloat about my like, Doug, watch it. Watch. He's not going to pull into the clean gas station. He's going to pull into the rinky-dink gas station. Mm-hmm. It never failed. And it happened in Mexico. There was like a brand-new gas station. Yeah, right across the street. Right across the street. Right, right there. Weirdest argument. Yeah, with flags. No, this is the road. You spent a few weeks together. With with flags. Like, hey, we just opened. Come over here. Yeah. It's clean bathrooms. It's clean bathrooms. Sparkling. Yeah. But he would pull in. There's an old Dorito bag of chips hanging there and a staple to the window. That's all about it. (laughs) But that was. And you guys, that was like. Yeah, they were yeah, out I on the to, street. Yeah, but yeah. well, I didn't because I had I respect him. He was older than me. That's how I was raised. You know, and I loved him. You know, and I figured he's driving. Look, I gotta respect that. But I couldn't just figure it out. So what happened? When we got out the van, I just walked away. I started to walk to the new gas station. And I said, No, that's just gonna be too obvious. So I walked somewhere else. I just. So I think Doug may have told him something. What, Doug? Yeah, well, yeah, Doug. Yeah. Anyway, Doug, you guys talking about and you. Yeah, anyway. we're talking about you now. <laughs> so, so Tim goes, well, why you didn't say anything? I said, bro, why you? I said, but it's all the time, Tim. It's not just this one time. I said, you always go into the worst restroom, gas station, and there's one that's a little bit more suitable to use the restrooms. Yeah. And probably that's even, a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but it was it was but he just didn't see it that way. And so it goes back to how we learn of each other. Yeah. You know, and that's why I didn't want to just go at him. Yeah. You know, because I don't know what his head is. You know, I mean, I, had to, hey, I guess I respect. He probably looked for the best cup of coffees, but he was like, <laughs> and if he's driving, I'm not gonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so, I've seen a tough spot there. But, but you know, we all had our moments. But oh, most, most of it was beautiful, though. Yeah, was, I can say but that. That's the worst it ever got. Yeah, that was the only time when he and I kind of like, why? Yeah, you know, and that was it. But you know, we've had a lot of great moments. Oh, surpass that. Yeah, that. You know. So, what was the last gig y'all played together? Ooh, you remember? Katrina. No, yeah. was it after Katrina? I think we were in San Francisco, Boom Boom Room, played a three-night stand at the Boom Boom Room in San Francisco. Yeah. And we watched Katrina. Oh, really? It was yeah. during Katrina. Yeah. yeah. We went out there yeah. on Friday. And that Saturday, we found out we couldn't fly home. Couldn't fly home Sunday. Yep. So it was like, okay, this is our hurricane. Boy. Yeah, that was the last one. That was that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. that is. Evans had his family. He had to meet his family. I think it was in Tennessee. Yeah, they drove up somewhere up north, and then we met in Nashville because I used yeah. to work up there a bit. And um, 
We stayed there for a minute. Hey, Tim and I <clears throat> stayed by Lee and Nancy. Yeah. Up in uh, Half Moon Bay area, El Granada, I believe. Yeah. And then eventually he left. I don't know where Tim went, but I stayed out in California. But Tim, I'm not actually sure where Tim wound up. Because eventually he made it home because his house wasn't damaged. And I think he was able to get back home sooner than we were. Yeah. Okay. And so did organically you just not reconnect because of the Well, that was part of, Katrina, of it. Because or? we did we did Mom's Ball. Did Tim yeah, play we, that? Yeah, we, uh, you know what? We did some gigs after that. Come to think of it. But, that was but it was hard to connect. Yeah. Yeah, and fun. then, you know, I uh, skid off the rails and I went yeah. to rehab and yeah. stuff in 09. Everybody had things. I had issues. Yeah. You know, we all had yeah. issues. You know? And I think when I got back from that, I decided, you know, I, I did about a year with him. But I, I said, I think, I think I need to make a change. Change the scenery. Yeah. And I think it was just an organic departure. There was nothing that really happened. It was just yeah. like, all right, let's 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 move on and see what happens. Yeah, right. Um, but I think... Tim was confused by it, though. Yeah, I think I remember. It yeah. was hard for him to accept that. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard. Because the day that he passed, and it was like, does he know? I'm like, yeah, he knows. Oh. You know, because he would call. We would talk. Mm. Because that week, I had a gig with him. Mm. He really? called me to do a gig with him at an old folks' home. And I knew something funny was going on there because he called. I was like, all right, I can do it. Then he called back again. And you know how prompt Tim was. Yeah, yeah, things. yeah. And when he called back, I'm like, Tim, I told you to myself. And then eventually that's when they found him in the house. So he, he called again. As he called again to called. see if I was going to do the gig again. But that told me something was going on because that wasn't him. Yeah. That, that wasn't him. That wasn't he him. had principles like he booked a gig with somebody, even if it was for tips. Or it was twenty, forty, fifty dollars. Yeah, if whoever he said yes to first, he would take it, no matter what the money was. No matter what else came yeah. around. Doesn't matter. No waiting on the tarmac asking for more money for no. Right. no, he would literally say, I'm so sorry. I, I, I gave my word to this gentleman. I'm going to do this gig on Thursday, so I can't. I'm like, all right. Well, I'll pay more. Said, that's not, that's no not it. That's not the, I have that. I'm like, all right. So you learn that, and so you just, you don't question it. You go, all right, good for you. Yeah, but he, he, he was hard to accept the fact that Ed was going to make a change. Yeah, but I told him, I said, said, you know, he's our brother got to do what he's got to do. He needs to do it what he needs to do. Yeah. He, you know, eventually, you know, before he passed, like, because he asked me if he was putting his casket into the tomb, and it's like, bruh, with tears, we both were crying. Yeah, he said, Do you think I say, I know he does because we talked about it. Yeah, he talked about it that day. He called me back to find out about the game. Yeah, how long is it now that he's gone? Fourteen. It was 14 when you left? Yeah, it was August, I think. So it's, it's four years? Yeah. Pretty much? Okay, it's 18, years. okay. Yeah, I was saying that to somebody earlier, and it was four or five years, so it's four years. You texted me. I was uh, at the Superdome. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, I was so, at the Superdome. So? I was at, Super, at the Saints game. Yeah, we yeah. were both there. Oh, yeah, you were, I didn't even, yeah. It must have been like a pre, opener. The preseason, yeah. It was preseason. A, yeah. It was the Saints playing the Ravens. Okay. And I was there with Mother Dave. And you know who called me? Doug. Yeah, and, and you texted me. You texted somebody. me. So you must have yeah. texted me from. Yeah. We were both in it. Yeah, it was I didn't like, realize you was there. I thought you might have been home on the road or something. No, I was in the same building. Yeah. That's fine. Wow, that's crazy. That was, that's, yeah. that's, you that's see what I'm talking about? Yeah, that is. Yeah, I, I didn't realize, realize that tonight. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tim's here playing a little. Right now, he's playing a trick with us right now. <laughs> I didn't feel that. That's, that's that's absurd. That is funny. Yeah. That's absurd. I, we just found his. <laughs> he did that. Yeah, he did. He has his way. <laughs> Now's a good time. Yeah, now's a good time. I'm gonna <laughs> make him. I'm, I'm gonna make him talk in the, at the same time. Say the same thing. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> dude. That's good. That's good. Well, that's a good ending right there. Yeah. Well, anything you guys want to say to Tim before we head off? I hope you're um, calm, serene, happy, and you're with uh, people you love and care about. And I hope to see you soon. My well, brother, miss you, always will. Can't wait to uh, share spirits again. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in one world or wherever it may be. Uh, miss you. Love you much. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's getting stuffy in here. <laughs> turn on the air. Yeah. Well, you heard it here, folks. Many thanks to Anders Osborne and Kirk Joseph, and of course, to Tim Green. <laughs>